0: ABC7 is Chicago's HD station.
1: Hello everybody. I'm ABC7's Linda Yu. Today with my colleagues Judy Sue and Ravi Bechwal, we'll introduce you to some Asian Americans who found success by embracing their bicultural experience here in Chicago. Traditional media has always given us certain images of Asians in America. While they may not be entirely accurate, a break from these stereotypes has been a work in progress. In film, who can deny the continued success of Jackie Chan and Jet Li in their recent martial arts adventure, Forbidden Kingdom? Breaking the mold of these martial arts films is the comic duo John Cho and Cal Penn. They star in their second feature film, Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo. On television, actress Sandra Oh of ABC's Grey's Anatomy and Parminder Nagra of NBC's ER are members of ensemble casts whose characters are strong enough to cut across ethnic stereotypes. Today, it's easy to find an Asian influence in everything American, from fashion to baseball. With the release of an affordable Vera Wang fashion line at Kohl's department stores and the addition of soon-to-be all-star Kosuke Fukudome to the Chicago Cubs, you can really begin to see Asian Americans breaking the mold of traditional aspirations. Here in Chicago, one company breaking away from tradition is Akira. Following the advice of their parents to get a good education, these three fashion entrepreneurs have launched a business venture with lots of style. Bold, spicy, fun, and a little flirty. And to the many fans of Akira, these styles are fabulous. No matter how daring, and in some cases over the top, these collections are making a name for themselves and turning up the heat on the fashion
2: scene in Chicago. Everybody embraces fashion in Chicago, and it's just its just like fun.
0: You know, I don't think any of us expected, um, I think, to be in this position right now. You know, I'm one of the luckiest people in the world.
1: this popular craze and often seen hiding in the background are college buddies Eric Sieu, Erica Wang, and John Cote, who started Akira Chicago nearly six years ago. But for these University of Illinois graduates, pursuing their entrepreneurial dreams was not by any means glamorous because it meant facing criticism from their loved ones. Being Asian American
3: and being, you know, first generation here, my parents really wanted me to be you know, a doctor or a lawyer, um, a stable career, um, decent money. So that was really instilled in me, you know, working hard, working twice as hard, being Asian American number one and also, also being a woman number two. Getting a B isn't good enough, you, know, you always have to get an A in school.
0: Graduated a degree in management information systems and um, did what my parents wanted. Uh, got a job as a computer consultant. Number one, I, I proved myself and to my parents that I could do, a, do, you know, do a job or be a professional or, you know, be in the working world. And then um, <clears throat> I think through that experience, I kind of, you know, I decided that it wasn't for me.
1: Determined to empower themselves and find their purpose in life, they each quit their respective careers in the computer and nursing fields and made a life-changing decision on a whim. And I felt like I had this boundless energy that
3: if I don't use it now, when am I going to use this energy? And I felt like, you know, I could risk everything that I have now, which wasn't much at the time. If I don't risk that now, when am I going to risk that?
0: And out of the blue, um, Erica called me and, um, you know, she asked me, you know, she presented this idea. She said, you know, I met all these different designers. I think they have great stuff. You know, I think there's a market for this in Chicago. Would you like to open a women's clothing boutique uh, with me? And I'm like, uh, no, what are you, crazy? (laughs) I was like, heck no. (laughs) But then, you know, she kept talking to me, and then at the end we kind of decided that it it was a good idea. You know, it, it, it was something that we thought was doable.
1: What they thought was merely doable has turned into a phenomenal success. With seven stores and 100 employees in just six years, Akira is taking over Chicago one block at a time. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.
3: You know, it feels good when you go to a bar, where you go to a restaurant, and when someone says, oh, Akira, I just went to Akira and I bought this outfit, they were so nice to me. When I hear stories like that, it really makes me feel good.
2: All the opportunities that we have in this country, whether you come from a different background, whether you come from a different financial background, there's an opportunity here. It's very equal, and it's all about hard work, it's all about ambition, and it's all about like, just meeting the right people that motivate you to go to the next level.
1: Wise beyond their years, these business savvy moguls believe it's important for future generations to follow their own passions in pursuit of happiness.
3: You know, when you're young, take a risk. If you lose everything, it's okay, start over. It's not the end of the world, you know? So my thing is just do it.
0: As an Asian American, um, it even even more so because it, I think it just goes to show that that you don't have to follow a stereotype you know you can ha- it's okay to have a dream that might not fit into what people think you're supposed to do anything's possible.
2: It's all about relationships and it's all about like there's so many stores out there you know there's so many like different businesses out there but one thing we know that our, our success has been is because we are a local based company.
1: Recently, they partnered with the American Red Cross of Greater Chicago in a benefit to support a disaster relief fund. And throughout the year, they showcased their trends in fashion shows that support various causes.
0: I think giving and business go hand in hand, and the more you give, the more you receive.
3: We really try to bring everyone together. You know, fashion is not discriminatory. It's all for, it's for African-American, Asians, uh, Caucasians whatever whoever you are you know we're trying to bring the communities together into our stores even our events that we do are completely diversified to cater to all different types of audience
2: i feel like without the people support we would not be here sitting right now talking about this whole experience so it's been it's been great we've been blessed
1: although these 30 year olds do not believe they are the definition of success many will argue that their achievements are definitely admirable When we come back, we'll meet a young Filipino-American who's also breaking away from a traditional career path to the sound of music. The Chicago music scene is alive with a genre for just about anyone's musical taste. Breaking through that vast talent pool is a young Filipino-American who released his first CD in 2007. Judy Sue introduces us to Myrrh. From the moment, I walked through that door
4: I felt as if our souls and met before So will you continue to torture me With amazing conversation and your gracious company I actually started writing that song in the cab in Chicago on the way home from a club. I had met my girlfriend at the time, and I was so inspired by her on my way home that I started, I got these lyrics in my head, and it's one of those organic things that just had to come out.
5: From clubs to concert halls, Ed Mirabante has been performing in Chicago as a singer songwriter under the stage name Murr. While his live performances have been well received by local music critics, and telling his parents he was dropping out of college, well, that was one performance that hit a sour note.
0: He said, Mom, I'm not going back to school. I don't want to waste my time, and I don't want to waste your money.
4: Originally, I had gone to Northern Illinois University in DeKalb to pursue nursing, like my mother and my sister. Um, but at the end of the day I knew that my heart was truly in the music.
0: I was heartbroken. I cried.
4: We wanted
2: Mary to pursue a career so that he uh, can be successful. That's a Filipino tradition
4: almost. They were supportive in the fact that they understood that music was my life and my, and my passion.
2: He's a music man. He can write good music and his music reflects that kind of person he is that really makes me very happy as find it.
5: Somewhere between financial stability and musical integrity lies the fate and fortune of an artist. After nine years of hard work, Murr is grateful his parents have come to understand his career choice. I got them to come around
4: simply by my work ethic. I breathe, sleep, eat music and writing is an expression for me that just has to come out. And as they saw the shows get bigger and the venues get larger and the publicity get more abundant, you know, they they started to see, oh, it's really working for him.
0: Even if we know he is struggling financially, we know he's going to be successful because his heart is in it.
4: Making a living, I'm getting by, if that counts as a living, it's a tough choice. Um, I don't have health insurance. I don't have a salary. I don't have a steady income. But the way I make my living is by teaching private guitar and piano lessons to um, young students. And I even have older adults that take lessons from me. I make a majority of my income by playing music. You guys ready to rock? Say yeah.
0: It's very special that he can do this, because not everybody can
4: open to
5: you. Born in Chicago, Murr recognizes that his Filipino roots give him a unique perspective, but his music has to stand on its own. I'm not somebody who
4: pigeonholes myself as a Filipino singer-songwriter. I'm a singer-songwriter who happens to be Filipino. You don't see many Asian-Americans performing pop music, and um, it's nice to be able to shed, you know, the pop culture within the Asian culture.
5: The Internet and a vibrant music scene in Chicago has given Murr the opportunity to sell his music despite a lack of commercial radio airplay.
6: Let
4: me tell you girl, why Chicago is amazing in the fact that, as far as whatever type of music that you push, there's a forum for you to do that, and as long as you tap into that scene, you will be supported. I just recently tapped into the CPMS, which is the Chicago Pinoy music scene. Pinoy is a kind of a slang term for Filipinos. And it was put together by a bunch of Filipino bands and artists in the area to help promote each other. And I've gained a lot of support through that. I've, I did a fundraiser for them not too long ago, and the response from them has been overwhelming.
5: Of course, you can sample Murr's music on his website or at iTunes, but the best way to appreciate Murr's talent is at live performances with his equally talented bandmates, drummer Michael Longi and guitarist Mel Washington.
4: I never got to tell you Michael Lange, my drummer, I've been playing with him for 10 years and he and I have grown together musically. It's been an amazing relationship to be able to share my music and passion with somebody that has the same drive. Uh, my guitar player, Mel Washington, he and I have been playing together for three years. We actually found him in DeKalb, Illinois and ever since then the, the three of us and the rest of the band have been playing together and it's been a beautiful thing. This family. The biggest place we sell our music is at shows. You know, the best way to capture somebody um, is at a live performance. That's the true essence of what I do. And to be able to give them something to take home and remember that live experience by and to share it with their friends and say, I saw this cat by the name of Murr. He was awesome. You got to check him out. Here's his CD.
1: On that note, keep an eye out for Murr and his music at your favorite music room right here in Chicago. Now when we return, Ruby Bechwal introduces us to a Chicago business maverick who keeps the family business growing, taking his success all the way to the bank. Credit cards, gift cards, for many of us, those are just convenient ways to do business. The Velo Chami family has turned these plastic cards into profit through one of eight companies they operate under the V-Mark banner. Ravi Bechwal has their story. In
6: 1967, while studying engineering, Pethi Voluchami began selling magazine subscriptions to help pay for his education.
7: Then when I came to Chicago to do my PhD program in chemical engineering, and I also got married, and I had to make money to make my living. So I put a brochure with all the magazines together distributing on college campuses and I started making more money.
6: Now more than 30 years later Pethi Velochami runs eight companies in a branch of banks that began with this all-too-familiar brochure. University Subscription Services is the company that Mr. Velochami established to continue selling magazine subscriptions on college campuses.
7: You see a brochure with 300 or more magazines if you are a student You can get those magazines like Time, Newsweek at 50% discount.
6: Like many entrepreneurs, cash flow was the first obstacle to overcome.
7: When I started the business, I needed money to expand the business. I went to a bank in Oak Park. They wanted collateral. I didn't have any collateral. Then I found a bank, a gentleman by name Ken McPherson, first security bank in Downers Grove. And he was kind enough to give me 100,000 line of credit, which I used it and it expanded the business.
6: And expand the business he did. Mr. Belochami is the chairman of VMark, a holding company for what is now the family business, specializing in direct marketing.
7: My dad did a great job starting this business, you know, from nothing. Uh, my sister and I have the legacy and responsibility of continuing that and to support all our employees and make sure the business continues and succeeds. And I think that's a huge responsibility, and we hope to uh, accomplish that. What I tell my kids is, hey, work hard, and be nice to the people who are working with you and ahead of the technology. I'm very glad that my son and daughter are very much interested in the businesses so that there's a continuation of the family business. Uh, my son, the president of the company. My daughter, she's in charge of running the VCT uh, with the credit card company. My wife is in charge of university subscription service. But we are all directors in the bank.
6: The acquisition of what is now Mutual Bank is his most recent business venture. Mr. Velociami concentrates on expanding the potential of Mutual Bank, not so much for its assets but for the opportunity to help entrepreneurs like himself.
7: I had experience of not getting the loan, being a minority, and also when I was a student. Now this bank, we concentrate more for the minority than in the Indian community. Now it's become a 12 branches with $1.75 billion assets.
6: Today, the Vela family business is the third largest minority-owned business in Chicago based on sales. And Mutual Bank, well, it is now the third largest minority-owned bank in the United States. A true American success story.
7: Well, growing up, I always used to, you know, think to myself that, oh, this is easy. I could have done this or I could do this. But now that I realize it, I don't know if if I could have done what my, my father had done from nothing. I find it amazing, and that's why I owe it to him, and I want to prove that we can succeed also.
1: For many Asians, Chicago has been the city of opportunity. The Velochami family now is helping many more people access their American dream. When we return, we will visit the Japanese American Service Committee and take a look at a legacy project they've put together to tell the story of their Chicago history. For the past 60 years, the Japanese American Service Committee has been a cornerstone in the community. While the organization's commitment to service has been an ongoing mission, today they're building new ways to educate and entertain future generations about the history of Japanese Americans in Chicago. This form of drumming, known as taiko, began nearly 2,000 years ago in Japan. Although it was primarily used in wars and religious ceremonies, today this art is used as a form of entertainment. Here at the Japanese American Service Committee, taiko and other heritage classes are offered to educate the community about their rich culture.
8: We're able both to share our culture with others on a widespread basis, but we're also able to help teach Uh, the next generation coming up about Japanese drumming.
1: Most recently, in commemoration of their 60th anniversary, this organization solicited photos, documents, artifacts, and materials from those resettlers who had been interned as a result of World War II, when the United States incarcerated nearly 120,000 Japanese Americans because of the Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor after being released from the internment camps many of them found opportunities in chicago
8: when they were able to come out of the camps they came to chicago because it was a place where there were manufacturing jobs available our universities accepted them our exhibit the origins of now rebuilding community is to chronicle our history and experience of how the japanese-americans came to be here in chicago but it's almost unknown the story of how the community got formed here in Chicago and why there is a significant Japanese American community here.
1: The exhibit, which was recently on display at the state of Illinois building, received a lot of publicity because some of the projects were designed by a group of students at the Mark Sheridan Math and Science Academy. When we first started doing this, I
8: just thought it was just like, in camps for Japanese because they bombed Pearl Harbor. And we learned so much background information and like information on families and friends, and it was just like
4: so much more. Like we, d- we dug so deep to like figure out everything that we needed to know.
8: And what really interested me is that they not only took Japanese people, but they also took other Asian people too, that um, because they were mistaken because of their futures, kind of looked like Japanese too.
1: In preparation for this project, the students were required to learn about the history of Japanese Americans through literature. They also interviewed some of the people who had been interned. And to see the kids take it on like this, I was so proud, because they just moved most of us to tears through their poetry and their exhibit pieces. You
8: have to appreciate diversity, you have to um, appreciate people that are different from you and know what they have gone through. It's just important to learn how bad it was and so we can prevent it from happening again. It was tremendously rewarding and very moving to see the projects that the students came up with. uh, Definitely gave us hope for the future. It meant a lot to me because my culture, it was discriminated against at one point. So to see that another group was hurt just because of something else that happened in a different place totally, was, was, was very inspirational, kind of, because it
1: inspired me to work hard, harder on this project and learn more. Although the exhibit will end soon, the history and lessons learned will continue on in the minds of those children. We would like to thank the Alhambra Palace restaurant here today for their hospitality. And if you want more information about any of the stories we featured, log on to abc7chicago.com. For my colleagues Judy Sue and Ravi Bechwal, we hope you make every month a celebration of Asian culture and heritage. I'm Linda Yu. Thank you for watching.